Welcome to the Dames Who Dish podcast. God, Gina, your voice is so sexy. <laughs> it's been so it's long raspy. did i forget did i forget what you sounded like <laughs> no one's ever told me my voice is sexy i've been told like i sound like a man no you look like a boy oh i look like a man you don't now sound i sound like, like a man too it's not a man it's a boy a, a little boy, boy. Right, a boy oh god i'm I'll so glad it. to have you back i don't mean that in a way that rit was not pleasant to have on and no, i do it was great oh i we love it and i can't imagine doing it with anybody else while you were gone of course not but i definitely miss having you in studio you know rit i'm looking at on a screen i know i Rit's... like to have a cocktail with my person i'm speaking to <laughs> you had to do it virtually <laughs> but me and rit do talk about a lot of stuff this week that me and you are not covering tonight because you've had two days to watch a few shows. Yeah, two days to get back together, and it's been a struggle. So you went to Italy with your family, with your family mother, father, brother, and sister. That's no, it. Just us. nobody else. <laughs> so it brought me back to 1980. <laughs> <laughs> My prediction did not come true. What was that? I I thought that because you and your brother and sister were sharing a room the entire time yeah i thought you would get your own room you didn't i i was close i was close because a little bit of the oh, yeah yeah but that's, we took that's care hard of that. that's very difficult it's very difficult and you know you're easy to travel with because you don't you're very quiet and <laughs> i have to have complete silence yes. and dark yes I'm i do a very i do know that sleeper. i do know that i'm a very light sleeper my son and husband went on a trip and my husband snores more when I'm not in the bed, I've realized, because I think I just hit and can move him all night long. He doesn't know. But my son could not handle the snoring. He slept in the bathroom on the floor with the door shut. How That's horrible. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. That's bad. Yeah. No, we. I checked a couple slippers and pillows and yeah, but it was fine. So glad to have you back. Why, thank you. I'm happy yes. to be back. So catch me up um, on what you are caught up on. What what I caught up? Well, I watched Special Forces. I watched Plathville. I caught up on the Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, of course. You know the hardest part for me? What do I watch first? <laughs> I couldn't decide. I know. Well, I kind of made you decide because I well, told you, did. you, you did. that I was covering with Rit. So me and Rit, after me and Gina chat, we talked about Tom Sandoval and his podcast. We talked about Nini on Bethany's podcast. We talked about Mita, Mia and Gordy, Gordon, Split, mm. Real Housewives yeah. Potomac. We talked a long time about the Brandy and Caroline situation. You may not know this, so you'll have to listen to our yeah, podcast I don't later. Know what's happening. We got into Love is Blind, which you need to catch up on. We talked about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and New York. So that's what mm. me and Rit talk about after me and your discussion. See, I haven't even watched half of those shows yet. Well, there you go. You'll have to pause after we talk. Catch up and then yeah. listen. So you are a Patreon member of Heather McDonald's and there was supposedly some scoop on there. Tell me what's going on. I know and I listen because it was all over the place about what Heather had said. She was talking about Jeff Lewis again and what and it was the one that dropped today. So today's Friday. So she said that she felt like when she was on Watch What Happens Live, she was set up a bit. 
which was kind of interesting. Um, watch what happens live. Yeah, she came back and said she thought she was set up that that Jeff was on with her. That Andy popped in and said hello. We know because we've been on Watch What Happens Live, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you like we've been, can we say we've been, on? we've been the virtual yes, audience. We have. And we know that they give you questions. Yes. We don't make up the questions. Oh, so she thinks, what were her questions? I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it was, but she she thought it was a little shady and that there was some, uh, some I stuff did going not, on behind the scenes. I felt like watching that, she felt uncomfortable. She did. She she's totally She's been wanting did. to go on and be on forever, and she's never been invited, and it was her first chance, and I felt like her and Andy did not have a good rapport. No, and she wasn't asked. Her people pitched her to the show, and that's how she got on. Oh. So it wasn't like Andy reached out to her or well, the show reached out to her. Also, at the time, Jeff Lewis and her were very good friends, and Jeff Lewis was probably like, have her on with me. Yeah. So the mm. big reveal today on her podcast or her Patreon was that she said Jeff lied when he said, do you remember when he said that people that had been on her show are now asking to be on his show? Maybe. Some of her regulars. Yeah, kind of like Justin Martindale. Yeah. Well, she's saying that's a big lie, that Jeff reached out to them. They I, didn't reach out to I Jeff. I actually don't believe that. Jeff doesn't need to reach out to anybody. I don't, actually, you know, that's a hard one. I don't know, because uh, Jeff's pretty vindictive. Yeah, It but, wouldn't shock me. So wait, you think, who, but who? She didn't her say. regulars? She has her few regulars. It has to be Justin, for sure. Well, Justin they already had set that up. So that oh, was right. going to happen. They and he was already on. But also when Justin <clears throat> was on, they didn't really talk. They didn't talk about Heather at all. It was a good one. But he doesn't need to talk about Heather to be on no, he's, Jeff Lewis's show. You no, know, he's entertaining without even getting into the Heather thing. Right. But the other thing was that there was this sugar baby, this girl that was supposed to be on Heather's show. Heather reached out to have her on. And she was scheduled to do it. And then at the last minute, she dropped out. And Heather said it was because her former best friend, her, a radio host and a comedian reached out to this girl and said, don't do it. Really? So she, what she's saying is Jeff Lewis and Justin Martindale reached out to this girl. And Krista. I'm guessing it's yeah. Krista Lamas. They all reached out to her and said, don't do it. And so she backed out. And that she found out about it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, but maybe but she also, did. Maybe they did. Also, Heather, you shouldn't have a problem having guests on. The people you have ha had on recently mm. seem yeah. a tiny bit... Not her normal... Right. Um, not the level of guests that she normally has. Yes. Also, she was here in Sacramento just last week mm -hmm. in San Francisco. Did you hear about the rat that... Yeah. That was in... That doesn't surprise me in San Francisco. Not, Not in all. Sacramento, but it could have been in Sacramento. <laughs> the Crest Theater is a pretty big theater and I know she did not sell out because the day of, she's like, there's still tickets available. Please come see me at the Crest Theater. You know, it's kind of sad because I used to really like Heather a lot and I still... I mean, she's still entertaining. I still listen to her show just to hear what she has to but say. But I feel like um, all this stuff that's been going on has really affected the quality of her show and the quality of her guests and it's just not the same... It's not the same it's show. It's not the same show and we were saying earlier, the editing... It's bad. It's bad. I don't think she's doing any editing. So all of the um, um, um... 
Like, I cut that the fuck out of ours. Well, you're like the queen editor. But also, we don't say a lot of ums. That's not our thing. Because we're professional, Anne. I don't have um in my vocabulary. (laughs) Yeah, the editing on our show is bad. There's long pauses. Uh, the she, names are wrong. Now, she, now listen, we do, I'm gonna, we do that too. So I'm not going to get on her for names being wrong. It's so much easier. It's the pronunciation so it's the, yeah, a lot well, with her. Us too, though. So let's, uh, let's we, not say we, that about her. We pronounce words <laughs> properly. Well, hopefully one of us gets it. <laughs> we go with that. But anyway, so that was the uh, big, you know, the big thing today on her Patreon. So I I wonder, will Jeff even address it? He did not address it today. He needs to not address it. I don't Just think he will. Go. I, I mean, think for him, point. he'll be like, whatever. If you think I reach out to some fucking TikToker, who is it? Sugar <laughs> baby. Sugar baby. Like, who the fuck is sugar baby? <laughs> Come on. Who also, cares about she sugar said baby? that she knows that he doesn't have nearly the listeners that people think he has. And I'm thinking, listen, they would not have given him his own channel if he didn't have a huge listenership, right? right. He's the number He's, one I was say, show on Sirius. On not Sirius, but on Andy. Andy's yeah. channel. Bigger than Andy's show. Yeah. Sandy Land ain't getting it. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about Jeff Lewis and the drama that happened with Amanda McCann's and Jamie Kennedy. And I listened today because you were telling me about it. And of course, I hadn't caught up. It was cringy. This is on the after show, the which after is show. which is Jeff Lewis's channel. Mm-hmm. And it's on Sirius. So sorry if you guys don't listen to Sirius. But um, the after show, it used to have Brandy and Julie and they fell Ooh, out. Very good. Very good. Very good. So they are no longer there. So what Jeff has done has put a lot of his chumps his regular people in the after show together and they all work out in different ways he's trying different combinations there's always two and there should be two yes and last week was amanda mccants is 24 and who is she she's a an actress she's been in she is an actress she's been in some movies that surprises me that she's an actress and her reaction was what it was well yeah so I mean, she's, she's very young. young. Jamie Kennedy. She here's the problem. She asked Jamie Kennedy, "What do you think of either me or what do you? Th- I don't know. It was like, what do you think of me? What do you think of my relationships? I don't know. Something like that." And he was like, "Do you really want me to tell you?" And she goes, "Yeah, of course." Well, she wasn't ready. He for told what, her what he said. He was honest. And he goes, "I think you tried too hard. I think you're kind of fake. I think it was like, wow, you're not funny." You're trying to be funny and you're not wild. And then he was like, well, you asked me for the truth. I'm sorry. It was the combination was bad. And so Jeff Lewis got tons of DMs like, why the fuck do you have this girl on? She started crying. Was the she problem. couldn't control herself. No, she was I like, mean, it I was... keep crying. You're right. You're right. I'm not being mean. You know, it was like a therapy session. It, well, yeah, that's why I said she needed to be on Dr. Donna because yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good. And I did feel bad for her, but I thought this is not, she should not be on this after show. Your demographic is people that are a little bit older, right? They're probably, what, 35, 40 to, who knows? Yes. Who can afford Sirius? Who can afford Sirius? (laughs) It's not a 24-year-old girl listening to Jeff Lewis Live. Nobody wants to hear her. And I also don't care about her dating. Like, she needs to be on Tink's. Right. Like, and that's what Tinks is for. Tinks does all the dating stories and all that shit. 
Paige Davis is another one. Yeah. We don't want to hear about her, you know, wealthy, older, you know, Hook dates since she's hooking. Yeah, no, we don't care. We don't, we think it's stupid and it's embarrassing and get some self I think what Andy's doing, Andy, I think what Jeff is doing is trying to give them an opportunity. Yes. And that's, that's his way of helping. But he's, he's not, not helping. Good. He's not. No. It's, now people are attacking them for for being on the show and like, we don't want to hear them. We're tired of them. Don't have them on anymore. It's like, wow. I think, um, well, Carney, Carney Wilson gets a lot of blowback. Well, only because she was on so much. He oversaturated us with Carney Wilson. Mm-hmm. I love Carney, but I don't need to hear her three days a week. No, we don't. I like Doug. I think Stu and Todd are really good together. Monica, I like. Monica is really good. Monica, well, Monica and Tom Arnold have their own podcast, but Monica and Tom would probably be good together. Yeah. There's a lot of good combinations, but he hasn't quite figured out this after show thing. No. And he needs to stop pulling. Well, we know Paige Davis, he met in a bar somewhere. I mean, I understand. He gets a kick out of them. It's fine, but they're not radio personalities. This is a radio show. It's a live show. Don't you know that Brandy and Julie are like, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. They blew it with us. We were good. They were good. They I were the really best. I really liked them. Yeah. And they really did talk about what was going on with the show. Now what's happening is Jeff is leaving his show, coming over to the after show to kind of help them out to in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I like that part. That's the best part. It is the best part. It yeah. is. It's just, I hope that it, succeeds but he really needs to figure this after show out he does and i don't know how dr dawn is doing i've never listened to her yeah and i liked her i like her but i'm i don't know yeah i feel like before they gave him this this you know extra channel channel they should have had a lineup yeah i think he's stressed out about it well i think they did have a lineup and it fell through with brandy Brandy and Julie. julie i would love to know really what happened i mean to be a fly on the wall who i think we know what happened and i think they just feel burned by jeff because jeff talked about it jeff was open about it and they were friends with him and now they're not i know how different could it be they were fired well they were fired because they wanted to do their own thing right whatever the contract was they signed they didn't abide by it they wanted to change it they thought if they got in there they can do their own thing. But then when they couldn't, they were pissed about it. Yeah. That's what, what I think. I don't know. I act like what I know a mess. Who knows? All right. Let's go on to Real Housewives of the OC Reunion Part Uno. And there's only two parts because they don't there's need nothing, a third. Yeah. There's nothing going on. Okay. So today on, again, another serious show, Reality Checked, the lady today Who was, was going, I don't know her. Because they have all these Mm fill-ins. Never heard her before. She said that Tamara definitely had an affair on Simon with Eddie. And there's a picture. I saw the picture. You did? Yes. Eddie and Simon were friends. Stop. And she had an affair with Eddie. Simon found out about it. Shit. Yes. Okay. So why isn't anybody going after Tamara? They're afraid of her. Well, Jen did. She said, well, you had an affair. Oh, I don't remember her saying that. <clears throat> she said it on the reunion. Oh, and she then did? Tamara said, I've been married for 13 years. Well, yeah, but before you were so married, what? you had an affair. Oh, my God. See, I didn't even know that. I thought There's she always picture. said. That's what they said. There's a picture. Of the three of them together. Yes, yes. And that Tamara's kind of leaning into Eddie. Well, yeah. And 
Eddie used to work for Simon. No. Yes. Wow. See, how did we not know any of this? Uh, she kept it under wraps, I mm. guess. Well, I wish that Jen would come forth with more of that. She did try to find her voice. I did feel like Jen looked like a little tweaked. Yes, in she her did. Appearance. I know. I was like, hmm, something <laughs> looks a little different. Shannon. Oh God. Shannon. That outfit. Why? Why does she go so over the top? Who is her stylist? Does what she the not fuck have one? Was she wearing not only the yellow outfit bad, but that fucking hair? Pounds and pounds and pounds of hair on her looked horrendous. She even referenced. Teresa Giudice. If you have to reference Teresa <laughs> Giudice with regard to hair, it's too much. Too much. It looked ridiculous. She looked like <laughs> so bad. Like, holy hairdo. What is happening? There's that affected her ability to think because it was, it was too heavy on her head. So bad. Too much hair. So we knew the minute they started this, it was going to be about Tamara. Like, how is it? Being back, Tamara, it's all about her. I'm so over it. Yeah, but it was funny because she wanted to cover her ass. So she said right out of the gate, she said that she was very nervous about coming back, which is why she drank so much during oh, the sure, season. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, okay, Tamara. She's so full of shit. Obviously, they talked about the Jen and the Ryan thing. And Tamara keeps saying, it's just because I cared about you. And Ryan told us that you guys cheated. That you guys slept together before you were divorced. That's how they knew. Not mm -hmm. through Jen, but Ryan has Ryan. a big fucking mouth. Wow. But also, so Ryan was their friend. Yeah. Well, they went to Cabo or something yeah. together. Yeah. The whole thing is really Such weird. Bullshit. And that now all of a sudden, Tamara has values. What? He told us that and nothing was done except now you're on my show and I'm going to have a problem with it. That's what it was. People are really hating Tamara right now. They should. She's full of shit. Yeah, she is full of and shit. And Jen said, you brought me on. She goes, I didn't bring you on. Okay, so you're jealous that Jen got on mm -hmm. and, and they, people love her. And they, people love her. They brought you back because they thought, oh, this could be good. And she turned on her. Mm -hmm. She said shit friend. She turned on her because she wanted to make a story. Right. I mean, and that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, but I wish Jen had said more about Tamara's cheating. Well, maybe she will. Mm. Because that picture's out there now. I never even saw that picture. Oh, somebody posted it. On How are a, you home for two days and you see the fucking picture and I haven't seen I it? I know. I was scrolling. And this is why I need was. you. <laughs> I know nothing. Um, so, But then Tamara does the apology again. If you felt that way, I am so sorry. She is misapologist. It's so annoying. Well, she's and annoying. People believe her. Do they though? No. I don't believe her. I, I don't. I mean, we don't. Okay, so Terry had a stroke. We kind of knew that, but forgot. Remember Heather? Well, that was had, a crazy story. That, that was she really had to crazy. Chase him in an Uber to get yeah. him to the emergency room. He wouldn't go. She found him acting weird. I mean, when you have a stroke. I don't know. Do you just do weird shit like that? I've actually known people who've had strokes and I've been around them and I'm like, something's a little different, but you're not like getting in cars and doing weird no, shit. No, chasing down the 405. <laughs> so weird. Trying to get away from your wife. <laughs> but right in the middle, an announcement comes up. The reunion was filmed 10 days prior to Shannon's DUI arrest. Mm. And then they start with the Shannon and Gina conversation this did not age well. <laughs> nope, it did not. And Gina let her have it. I'm and so I'm glad. glad she did. What's interesting is 
Gina has never come out and said anything after the DUI. Nothing. No. Which is smart. She doesn't need to. It speaks for itself. Once again, Shannon is blaming you for the DUI. There's no reason for you to ever drive if you've had a drink. I mean, on and on. And then so your bad. kids could have been. Look at your kids could have been unsafe if they were in the car with you. All this shit. And here Shannon plows into a house and has her dog with her <laughs> tries to fake it like she was going to walk the dog so shit <laughs> oh it's wild and you know shannon's not going to any kind of rehab that's a bunch of bullshit no she's staying no somewhere way. they showed her walking her dog no she's not going anywhere she's off-site trying to stay out of things she probably is a really good attorney she's gonna probably get get off with some sort of community service She's not going to rehab because she doesn't think she has a problem. But are, can you actually only get community service now for a DUI? It's pretty fucking serious, especially a hit and run DUI. Mm, yeah, I, don't I don't think know. so. I think she needs to go to the clinic. She, well, she'll, <laughs> <laughs> she'll have her license revoked for sure. Right. Well, Gina had hers for what, a year? A year. Good. So what's she going to do? She's going to have to Uber to the quiet woman. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my plate. John Jansen needs to go. Oh, she needs to get far away. He's such a bad influence. If well, this doesn't prove what a fucking bad influence it is. I think she was drinking is. probably a lot even before him. Yeah. But, but let's he's him. not helping the situation. No. no. And he, his son was just arrested. Yeah, for vandalism. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Isn't he in his 20s? Like 26 or something? Yeah. And he lives with John Jansen. Yes. What's he vandalizing? I spray paint. Who knows? Oh my God. No, I'm guessing. <laughs> graffiti. He's <laughs> a graffiti artist in the evenings. Oh my God. These people. Uh, did you caught up on Southern Charm? I did catch up on Southern Charm. There was a lot to catch up on. I had three. Oh, you had three. To, yeah, three to catch I up mean, on. Still one main storyline. One main storyline. This storyline's gonna keep going for the entire season. Did they hook up? We still don't know. They're denying well, it. Well, they're denying it. And then now I kind of think they are because after this last episode, it gives me pause. Uh, I know because they keep pausing. They Because they keep pausing on the answers to the next question. Uh, and you but, know, Austin's a dog. So yeah. probably. So the thing that gets me is Taylor swore on her brother's life, swore up and down that nothing happened. You can't swear on your family. Why would you do it? So even if you've decided to keep this secret, somebody's going to fucking break. It's always going to come out because Austin's a horrible liar. You have a conversation about can we make this work? Can we do this? Before you've kissed, before you've done anything, please. Yeah, it's not, not likely. No, that is not likely. Even Whitney believes <laughs> they all believe they it. had an exchange of fluids <laughs> Whitney <laughs> so gross. well when Chep asked Austin in the upcoming um, scene for next week he said you know did you what did he say did, did you, you hook up did you hook up and Austin says define hook up yeah so well, what, I mean, why would you even ask that question right Chit chatting is not hooking up no so we know as Whitney would say, fluids were exchanged. What fluids? We're not sure. We're not sure. But this JT is oh. not letting it go. No, I kind of love it though. And Craig is lapping it up. <laughs> he is lapping all of it up. Yes. Did you catch when they were all leaving the stupid party at Levis? The day chaser the Taylor. party. Yeah, that yeah. Is so Taylor's horrible at her job yeah i don't know what terrible. she did before this but she needs to try to find that she was job. like a dental hygienist or something well, why did she, she quit she her job this? to go travel with yeah. Shep? 
She needs to go back to dental. Yes, she does. Yeah. Apparently, Austin and Whitney were telling Craig, leave there, come here and party with us at Pat's house. Mm -hmm. And then Madison was like, I want to come. They're like, yeah, Madison, you can come. Can Vanita come? No, Vanita can't come. (gasps) Yeah. That's what they said? I I didn't catch it. I didn't catch that. I heard it on a show. Vanita can't come. What's wrong with Vanita? Apparently, Vanita... Uh, Madison was like, can I bring Vanita? And, Win- and uh, Whitney was like, no. <laughs> well, that's rude. I know. So now I want to go back and watch. I didn't even hear that. Wow. I know. That was pretty Patricia's house, man, it needs some Ooh. restoration. It is. It is. It you, is when they, you walk, you step back in time. You step back in time. The floors, I mean, the <laughs> tables, everything is like nicked up and scraped up. It really needs some TLC. It's all. It's all antiques. Well, it's not only that, though. It's just like worn. <laughs> the so the furniture, that chair that Whitney was sitting in had uh, no cushion on no, it. No, it's he sinks. And it's almost like it's there's springs that are broken I in mean, the bottom. I don't care if it was from, you know, Paris or something. It, fluff it up. Put some stuffing in that chair. <laughs> she didn't even come downstairs to party with them. You know Patricia's sick when she's not <laughs> popping downstairs. So that'll be continued. We still don't know. I think definitely they hooked up. The only thing weird is that Olivia is so affected by this. And I think it's more because of her friendship with Taylor. Yeah, not because of Austin. Yeah, her and Austin didn't even have that deep of a relationship. Mm -hmm. But it's Taylor. Who cares about Austin? All right, let's uh, talk a little Plathville. It's boring as fuck. (laughs) And this is old too. Like this is a year old. Yeah. This is how bad it is. They have to save everything for a year and it's still not good. It's still boring. It's still boring. (laughs) So the big news is that Barry is reconnecting with his children. He goes to Tampa and he goes with Mariah to get her sleeve started, her tattoo sleeve. Yeah. Cool Barry, cool Barry. Well, he's come a long way, that Barry. I mean, you know, for him to go with her to get a tattoo. Well, I think he realizes... So much. I don't even know. Was it Kim's influence? Kim is fucking weird. But they're going to sell the family home, which is very sad for the younger girls. Yeah. So they're going to move to... They must have a few properties because they're going to move to another property. Yeah. I mean, that's... And then, uh, uh, Kim said that's her her income. I don't understand any of that. So he must have another job. And then so. they have rental properties on top of it. Yeah. So she's moving from the dance studio into one of the homes? No, I think the dance studio is one of the... I think she's going to stay there. And Barry and the girls are moving into one of the homes. Mm. Why don't they just move back to the fucking farm? Because it's an Airbnb. They can't. Who's who's Airbnb-ing the farm? In Cairo. Cairo. Ethan has been in Cairo for months and doesn't see this family. How big is Cairo? There's got to be... It's not... 250 residents. I mean, you've seen it. You know where they live. Yes. No. He's... Hasn't seen anybody. He's not interested. Lydia said she went over to where he's fixing his cars. He is so focused on the vehicles that he doesn't discuss anything. But these kids have no relationship with each other. They don't even know how to have a conversation. No, that's true. For for growing up together yes. and being together so much, they can't really communicate. Lydia and Isaac are the ones, the oldest ones living at home with Barry and it was so awkward. Isaac comes in to the kitchen. Lydia's cooking dinner because, you know, she's the wife of Barry now. Yeah, she oh, my is. God. When she came home, he's like, welcome home, honey. What's for dinner? Ugh. So her and Isaac are having a conversation. Isaac's only a year or two younger. There's no connection whatsoever. Are you dating? He's like, maybe. 
like, wouldn't you know if he's dating somebody in Cairo? Well, Lydia's a little She's different. Awkward. Yeah. I mean, when they went to dinner, they all got dressed up in Mariah's clothes. All the girls oh, spent that was the night. so cute and, and sad at the same time. It was cute and sad. Yeah. I know. yeah. I'm not sure which. I like that those little girls have Mariah and Well, if it was Lydia. up to Lydia, I, don't, I mean, that would be scary. If they if it was left to Lydia to raise them it kind and of show is. them the way. It kind of is, though. Yeah, but they need to see what the outside world is yeah, like. They do. Mariah's a little edgy. Uh, you know? Yeah, and she's still very innocent. The youngest, but the oldest of the youngest yes, girls. She yes. was like, oh, I like the tattoos. Oh, yeah. I like, know. Oh. <laughs> Better watch out. But they got dressed up and <laughs> to go to a fancy dinner. The and fancy they were eating dinner. burgers. I know. It was like Lydia or Mariah goes, I like to treat myself into fancy restaurants. And they go in and I'm like, this? It's like a diner. <laughs> and they were dressed in heels and they couldn't, you walk. know, velvet dresses. So Kim helped Isaac get the plane, buy the plane. Kim now has money to help Isaac buy a plane. Go figure. I none of it makes sense. I need it. It was more that MLM that she was involved in. Exactly. With them, um, Ethan. Okay, so here's what we discovered. Why Mariah is very into how she looks. She had alopecia when she was a child for years and had no hair. Completely bald. No eyebrows, no hair for years. Was it alopecia or was it stress? Is it, wow. Is alopecia Ooh. stress related? They said it was the strongest case of alopecia they've ever She's seen. She's lucky she got her hair back. Exactly. But it makes so much sense now. She felt like a little ugly duckling. The siblings would make fun of her. Mm-hmm. Fuckers. Well, yeah. what siblings wouldn't? <laughs> true. <laughs> I can this remember the trauma of my siblings and what they said to me. But yeah, it's pretty boring. I mean, I'm the most interesting is when we talk about it. Watching it is awful. It is awful. It's just a long, drawn out bunch of nothing. As well as well as Sister Wives. So oh. you didn't catch up. There's nothing to catch up on Sister Wives. What we're finding out now, because we don't know the time frame, is Mary told Robin she is going to spend most of her time back at her Airbnb. Most of her time. Not all of it. She's going to sell the house, the big house. God forbid she sell it to Janelle, who <laughs> needs a place. She's going to sell it and get a smaller place to stay near them. But she's never going to be there. She's never going to be near Cody. Cody wants nothing to do with her. No. And she knows that. It's so But she won't ridiculous. give up. She's not giving give up, up, Gina. Mary, give she up. believes in marriage. But Robin is saying that Cody is so angry now. He won't go to counseling. It's all because of the women. They're all leaving him. Janelle now wants a break. Poor Janelle. Janelle still fucking loves him, which is weird. Well, isn't Janelle the one he was having the most sex with before yes. Robin came in the picture? Yes. Really? She, she finds she him the hot. D. Don't know the why. Big D. All right. Speaking of the big D, can we talk about the Golden Bachelor? <laughs> I have been uh, dying to know your thoughts. It was something. <laughs> it was something. I've been trying to figure out why. Here's the thing. When you listen to other people talk about The Golden Bachelor, it's all positive. It's all glowing. It's all, I love the fucking Golden Bachelor. It's depressing. <laughs> but why, But to them, it's not because they're years younger watching The Golden Bachelor. For us, it's like, this is what we're looking at. That is what it is, Gina. <laughs> this is our future. This is why we are so affected by this and triggered. Well, they didn't have to make it so dark. I mean... 
the hearing aids in the beginning, really, I mean, we know this guy is 71. Do we need to see him put in his dual hearing yes, aids? Yes, we do. And then the women that also have hearing aids have to show that they have hearing aids. He's quite the crier also. That's what I said. Which much. is just sad and depressing. Right. Well, but but the younger viewership is fucking loving this. Why? Because they're like, look, Grandpa. look at what can still happen. Listen, I understand that like my father-in-law found love again in his 70s. But people talking about like, do they still have sex? Well, no shit, they still have sex. Like, <laughs> like, do you think they're not fucking dead and dying? That's what's annoying me. Why are they setting this up like old people dating? That's, I guess it's bothering me. Well, they are though. <laughs> they are old people dating. <laughs> but, but they're putting them in these scenarios. The first date night, let's put them mm. in an old car. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. put them out at night. How many bachelors and bachelorettes drive a fucking convertible at night? None. Wait. They put the old fuckers that can't see at night. He was nervous too. Yeah, of course, because it was nighttime. <laughs> he can't fucking see. They should have just put it on the back of one of those flatbed oh trailers. God. And in a and car that the lights are going crazy. <laughs> he can't drive at night. It's in a city he doesn't know. They're setting it up to be old people fucking dating. <laughs> He could have, poor guy could have had an anxiety attack. He did. Thank God. Thank God for uh, Teresa because she touched his shoulder. The reaction of that. Yeah. I said to Dan, if I touched your shoulder, he goes, I'd be like, what? What? <laughs> Get your hand off me. <laughs> Not when I'm driving. <laughs> exactly. I could crash. Uh, and they take him to a 50s joint. A 50s uh, joint. And then the dancing so, is too much. Oh, Dan they goes, dancing. what the fuck is this a musical? <laughs> It was just too. It's like, come. There's too on. many dance parties. Too many dance <laughs> no, parties. I, I like a dance party. They had a dance party at the I know. at the mansion, I, but I like the dance party at the mansion. This is just to show they can still move I their know. joints. It's like, look at these old people. They're still having fun. I get it, but the way you're putting them in these situations makes me uncomfortable. It's too <laughs> uncomfortable. And maybe because we're not far. We are far from them. For some. <laughs> Here's what I won't don't mind. The kissing doesn't bother me. No, the kissing doesn't bother yeah. me. But I mean, for okay, let's talk about the mansion. So they have a decrepit old fucking mansion that these women bunk beds? Okay. Really? Okay, bunk so beds? so this is where they're fucking up. <laughs> they they're showing us look at look at these older women and and let's place them in this situation but let's give them bunk beds bunk like beds. they're 19 that's fucked <laughs> up and the one lady's like i can't have the top <laughs> my knees exactly also there's a lady that's 60 mm-hmm. who lost her husband and she got in a wedding dress and she was very affected oh by that was that. sad it was very sad but i thought first of all why, yeah, a 71-year-old. Why Why pick the wedding dress to get dressed in? Because they made them dress in that. They knew she would be affected. Well, you this know why they do doing. it. They do it on purpose because they know that she's emotional about her husband dying. Right. So let's pick her to put her in the wedding dress. She's also only 60. Why does she want to be there for a 71-year-old? I'm sorry. No, thank you. That now, Mm-mm. now I can say legitimately, we are close to being that age. 
I would ne- like that. It that pisses me <laughs> off. Why are you going with for a seventy-one-year-old? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I thought, oh, <sighs> she's sixteen. She's going for him. He's also crying at every rose ceremony. We're it's too much. Every time. it's too much. Just what I mean. It's depressing. He's crying all the time, and also <laughs> shave. Please shave. No, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, 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 no. no. He looks good for his age. Uh, yes, I like the women. The women seem lovely. I think they're funny. I think there's a few that I'm like, oh my God, I would love to have a fucking cocktail with her. There's a couple that are at the top of his list. Faith is one. Yes. Was she the guitar player? Yes. And then Teresa. He really likes Teresa. I like Teresa. I think Teresa and him. She's a therapist, right? Um, No. (laughs) The chicken lady is a therapist. Oh, she is? Yeah. But I like her. I think they've gone through the same. I just don't know. I, are we going to have to hear about the wife every fucking yeah, episode? It's, the, it's only two episodes so far. I like the idea of an older bachelor. with. I like this concept. I do. But there's so many things that bother me about it. They needed to bring in somebody older to help them with the concept because they're they're just messing with us. I don't like it. Well, and also 60 to 70 year olds aren't, as old right. as they think. Well, yeah, but you just said they were. See, this is the problem we're having. Well, there's a there's a portion of us that's pissed off because it's like, we're not fucking cute. Like, if I was in there dating Gary, which I would never fucking do because <laughs> he's 71. But if I was in there, I'd be like, we're not cute. We are just dating. We're yeah. just dating. Stop making us seem cute. cute. Oh, oh, look at what you're doing for that age. It's, it's the for that age. I think, I don't know any other podcasters our age mm. two ladies that do this as well as we do no i wasn't gonna- <laughs> <laughs> well duh but i just don't think like i don't know well you know it's what the just, problem is what you I, have, and I, I don't know i don't know i think we're younger minded for people our age and at I least think, we think they are here's the thing but i we, think some of the ladies in there are too some of them yeah there's definitely a couple that are but there are people our age that we know and that we're friends act with old. that act like fucking old. Right, right. They have grandchildren and they all of a sudden they have grandchildren and they're grandparents and they act like grandparents and they act old. We just don't. <laughs> maybe that's maybe. it. <laughs> so maybe sh- when we have shout grandchildren. Shout out to our children. <laughs> no grandchildren, please. We don't want to be old yet. I don't know. I can't go. <laughs> I know. Stop. Just I'm stop. triggered. I'm triggered by something. Can we talk about Bachelor in Paradise, which I want to talk about the young people dating. I Okay. I hardly knew anybody. I know. I know. <laughs> They're like, I was on so-and-so season. You were? You were? Who? Even Aaron, who came from the last season. Oh. I'm like, wait, who? Yeah. Aaron it's, B and Aaron yeah. S. It's too many. You know who is super cute? Blake. Blake is fucking he is hot. It's the shaved adorable. head. The eyes, and he like, the shaved well, I think he head. lost some weight. His oh, yeah. His face looks a lot thinner. He's so cut. But his eyes, he oh. is the most attractive guy there. I totally agree. And it, he seems like the one of the nicest yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the older guys there. The girls are hot mess. The situation with Olivia and Kylie, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun, but Olivia's a little cray cray. I don't know why people are saying, you know, she has a point. No, she doesn't. She kissed a guy the first night one and she time. expected to be with him and yeah. that he needed to tell her anything. I don't know. But Kylie all along had been waiting for Avon. I think Avon's a good looking guy, but I'm thinking 
that's not going to stay together. I don't, I don't know think why. so either. Mm-mm. I don't think so either. I think he's kind of boring. He I think it's all boring. about looks for them. Yeah. And, and the other one is, uh, was it Aaron B was with Mercedes and yeah. then all of a sudden with Eliza. Right. And I don't know if I trust Aaron B. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I think Eliza's going to get her get hurt again. Oh, God. I mean, she was so hurt last season, but she kind of hurt herself. She's so cute. She's so cute. I understand why the guys like her. When Hannah Brown came down. I know. That was kind of annoying to me. Yeah. I mean, we know she's like fucking engaged. Well, I know. That's what I said. It's I'm weird. like, well, wait a minute. What are you doing here? Aren't Half you the people are like, who's that? <laughs> well, some of the girls were like, oh, my. They were like freaking out. I like know. She was the queen. Well, Rachel, you could tell. So first of all, Rachel's the. Rachel, you could tell. No, I said, you can tell. <laughs> I go, Rachel, you can tell. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Rachel being the, you know, high level bachelorette. She I don't was. like her. And the I fact don't. that she's right now with whatever his name is, the little Ken guy. I don't even know his name. Sean. Oh, Sean. That's not going to. No, it's not going to no. happen. It's not going to work. I think she came so on generic. thinking that she was something because she had had a couple opportunities in Bachelor Nation or whatever. But she's not likable. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't find her that her. interesting. Well, she's not. I can't wait to see the more people come. It'll more be people fun. coming. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the circle of truth when they were asking? I the loved questions that. I thought that that was when Hannah Brown came down. Yeah, I thought she, that was fantastic. That's pretty good. They haven't done that before. Well, and that's when Blake was like, "Like, I like whoever the glitter girl is." It, it wasn't Cat, was it? No, because Cat's with the earring guy. Oh, right, right. I can't remember. Who. I can't remember. It was the glitter girl. But he said, <laughs> I mean, I really like getting to know her, but I can't say that if somebody else comes in, I'm not going to be interested. It's like, wow. Well, because it's a revolving door. They have, they always get, you know, new people. What I liked in the very beginning was when they showed the people coming on and they showed who their top three were. I loved that mm-hmm. because, you know, out of those top three, one, two or three of them are, are going to be there. Yeah, Makes for an interesting. There's more than one. Yeah, um, I did feel bad for Will. Who did he end up with? Oh. Mercedes. Yeah, but I like kind of like Mercedes and Will together. I do too. But he, he got was very so emotional. Hurt. Did you see when he fell in the water? <laughs> no, I miss that. Oh, God, when him and Kylie went on their date, and it's one of those tables that's in the middle of the swimming pool. Oh, remember at Vivante they always go oh, to yeah, that yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's in the middle, and he was oh, and walking. He he literally felt like his whole body fell in and he was he didn't play it off and it wasn't fun mm. he was like embarrassed yeah he should have played it no off. he should have played it off i don't know about will i think he seems fine and sensitive a little too sensitive yeah maybe and it, pete's gonna be a problem the pilot pilot pete he's Ugh. an asshole yeah i don't even care about pete like it's like ew well did you see when he went over to talk to um who did he go to talk? He talked. Well, he was talking to everybody, but he yeah. interrupted oh, Aaron and right. Sam. And oh, then, then he, he was went dancing dance in the behind. background. That's right. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's it was the drama. So embarrassing. It was embarrassing. I'm like, <laughs> like this man is going to be flying my plane potentially. <laughs> God. Well, there was the other pilot, Pete, and he was a little embarrassing well, as yeah, well. That's true. <laughs> true. True. That's it. That's, that's all, all I got. we got. So obviously, after this, stay tuned for me and Rit chatting about all the other shit that went down this week i can't wait to hear it have a wonderful weekend have a good one Rit, i think people liked you we got some new reviews so i, I have to have you back i guess oh bye gina no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> no i honestly selfishly i missed the fact that gina wasn't 
on last week because I this is this podcast is in my rotation and I always listen to it on Saturday morning when I'm walking my dog and I was like, well, I don't want to hear myself, so I had to skip out mostly on. I mean, we know that's not true. I did listen to a little of myself, but for, I couldn't listen to <laughs> well, the I whole thing. I hope so. Well, I had to listen for quality check, you know, to make sure I knew what to adjust this of time around. Of course. There was a few podcasts this week that we sort of talked about last week. The Tom Sandoval podcast. Did you listen at all? I did not listen at all. <laughs> is my simple answer to that. Well, I did just for the podcast. That's all. I would never listen otherwise. Of course. Yes, of course. Please tell me everything. I, I actually want to hear this. So tell but, me. But, Rit, you were right. His first guest was Kyle Chan. Listen, I told you, they were, <laughs> just to remind everyone, they were the two that I saw filming a month or two ago at a local bar. And I said to myself, oh, wow, Kyle Chan must be the only one left who will hang out with Sandoval. And lo and behold, he was guest number one. That's crazy. It's him, Kyle Chan, and then the guy can't remember his name but he's the drummer in the band he's the one that set up tom to be on howie mandel's show oh wow what a what a coup that was <laughs> <laughs> the first episode was all about people not wanting to be his friend anymore you know he's thankful for kyle chan for hanging in there with him and doesn't really get into much of anything well today's episode there was a teaser out there, like who would it be or who could it be? Because there was a blurred face on Tom Sandoval's Instagram page. Okay. And it was like, who guess who my second guest is? It looked like it could have been Carl from Summer House. Then people were saying maybe it's Tyler Cameron from um, Special Forces, Bachelor. who's also okay. Bachelor. But right. I'm like, no, that is not... Tyler's body. I know that body. That was not Tyler's body. <laughs> yes, I love it. But it was Jerry O'Connell, which, by the way, size-wise, they're all three very tall men. Yeah. So Wow. Yeah. So this is interesting because what happened was, I guess Jerry rewatched some footage that Tom Sandoval put out in preparation for this podcast. Tom Sandoval put together a video of some sort that has all the celebrities that were like, we hate Tom Sandoval, Team Ariana, all that kind of stuff. When Jerry O'Connell saw that, he was like, what the fuck? I sound like an idiot. I sound so mean. I was so mean to this guy. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, and so, so, yeah. Sorry. I, I do have thoughts about this. I was thinking the other day, because I, I knew this you know, this podcast was happening. I was listening to, I think, Radio Andy, and they were kind of talking about, the Smith sisters were talking about the podcast, and they really went in on him. And I was thinking to myself, is there anything this guy could do that could, is there any coming back for him, for him? Like, is there is there a route back to just being like another guy on TV? Or, because I feel in reality TV, none of this stuff lasts forever, right? Like, you get the stigma. Like, even Jax, hello, Jax, who was like the most hated guy at the time, is now coming back, you know, I think on his, is it his own show or he's like a cast member on a new show? I think it's his own show. Is there a path back for Tom and what should he do to ensure that he, you know, isn't forever hated? I don't well, know. The path back is he's on the next season of Vanderpump. This interview with uh, Jerry O'Connell wasn't an interview. Jerry almost interviewed him. He's like, I have some questions for you. And the reason why Jerry went on is because he 
messaged Tom Sandoval and said, like, I'm embarrassed by the way I acted right after I heard all that. So Jerry was on Watch What Happens Live the day after the news came out that Tom Sandoval had cheated. The whole Scandoval thing. He went and had a fucking shirt made that said Team Ari <laughs> Wow. So he was hot with feelings and was very much bashing, as we all were, Tom Sandoval. And then he thought about it and he's like, I sound like a fucking idiot. Which is what we do, obviously. We can all backtrack a little bit. I mean, we were all caught up in the messiness of everything. So he said to Tom, if you ever have a cancellation, I'll come on your show. Well, I guess Tom Schwartz was supposed to be on and he canceled. (laughs) So literally he messaged him within minutes and said, I had a cancellation. You want to come on? And Jerry did. Like within hours, he was on his show. Can we just say that, I mean, we have to draw attention to the fact that he said, if you ever have a cancellation, and for episode two, there was a cancellation. Oh, that was not not lost on me. Yeah. Kyle Chan and Tom Schwartz were his two first guests, his best friends. Who is next? Billy Lee. Billy Lee will be next. And then next, his mom, probably. I mean, I don't know who else is. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Like, I, listen, I, on my on my Instagram account, like, sure, I get really frustrated with people, like some that we'll talk about when we recap later episodes. But I don't think at any point I really felt, I don't think you, I don't think your page did this either. The way people really got so deeply angry, foaming at the mouth, like, guys, they don't know us. We don't know them personally. They don't really care. This stuff stops being fun when people take it to that level. Then yeah, it's not we never anymore. we never would lash out. We are never going to post on somebody's site you're a piece of shit. We're never going to show up at a concert wearing we hate you t-shirt. I mean, that's not our brand. I mean, we literally talk shit about him because of what he did. And sure. I mean, that's what we do here at the Dames Who Dish well, yeah. podcast. But uh what Jerry O'Connell was saying was like, I feel weird being here because I don't want to get a lot of hate from other people. No offense. And he's like, no, I get it. Like, that's what my world has been. I have a few very good friends who have supported me throughout. They had to. He answers a lot of questions because Jerry's like, I just want to know, like, you know, we never got the feeling that you were remorseful. And then, of course, the drummer guy's like, I want to I want to step in. How many times can he apologize? Like, when is it going to be okay?" And Jerry's like, it just never has felt sincere. Like, if you really meant it, you just seemed very like cold about it and blame shifting and all. He didn't say that. That's Gina's word, but I love it. He was blame shifting. <laughs> but it was a kind of interesting episode. I feel like he Jerry got more information from Tom than, you know, anybody. I do think that if you compare this to, let's say, Erica Jane, that was a common refrain about her, that she never apologized. And I think people just really like to stick to a very black and white version. And we hate this person. And really, I always say, like, if Erica had apologized, it would not have changed the audience perception one bit. Because in her case specifically, people wanted to see her fail because, you know, she was like wealthy and like had all this money and was like, la la la, I don't give a fuck. And it's like enjoyable for people to see someone like that get humbled, I guess. And similarly with with Tom, I think... You know, when you see that somebody cheated this way with such extensive deception, I think for a lot of audience, it was like, I've been through that. I know someone who's been through that. Plus, we're all just angry from the last few, from you know, the pandemic and everything. I think all of that just came vomiting out in his direction. (laughs) At the same time, continuing to tour with your stupid band, you're not doing yourself any favors. Well, that's what Jerry asked. And he said they had just signed days before Scandaval came out. They had just signed to open for this other band 
And so oh. they had just signed a contract. So he had to, you know, fulfill the contract. Fair enough. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. I mean, see, it's, there's kind of say is answers like, to everything, but you know. You took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say there's answers for everything, but people have to want to hear them, you know? And I don't know. I just think it just becomes really not fun when people take it to to the level they did with him. Not saying I love the guy or need to see him on TV, but certainly it's like we can ease up a bit on these people that uh, we don't know personally. Also, when you were mentioning Jax, there was the story that just came out that Jax was throwing a fit on an airplane and they had to turn around the airplane because of Jax Taylor. And everybody was like, who the fuck does he think he is? Blah, blah, blah. Well, it was because there was something wrong with one of the seats that he was in. It just happened to be Jack. So there's always two to three sides to four sides to every story. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. And then people just hear one thing and they're like, well, this must be it. And there's no pausing for information or anything. And listen, I'm guilty of it, too. So I'm no one to talk. But I just think with Sandoval especially, it's like it's getting so old to dump on him because it's not funny or interesting anymore. I'm not saying poor guy. I don't care about him. But I'm just saying like the conversations I keep hearing about like, what a loser. What an idiot. It's like, guys, we know. Let's like talk about something else. It's just getting old to me. Yeah, agreed. The Nini on Bethany's podcast (laughs) part. There were two parts so long. Did you listen? I listened to the first part, and uh, I did not listen to the second yet. Not for any other reason other than just, like, work and stuff. But And I also, you you know, when it's a Bethany episode, you do have to set aside a certain amount of time and energy. But the first part, I feel like Bethany took notes and kind of was more quiet and let Nini tell her story a little more, unless I maybe missed where she didn't do that. But... It was interesting to hear Nini's life story and to hear Bethany like actually listen uh, empathetically, I think. Still don't like her, but I think that was an interesting way to go about it. I think Bethany's whole thing has run out of gas personally. It's like you can't wait a month between guests and like think you're really picking up steam. So I don't know. It's like, why is Bethany doing this? How is she framing this interview? That's all very confusing to me. Well, part two is when Bethany won't shut the fuck up. Anything Nini said about the industry and what she was doing and the lawsuit and all that stuff. Nini's very vague. She sounds tired by the second part and annoyed with Bethany. So one of the things that Nini is alleging in her lawsuit is that Bravo basically blackballed her from any acting to be done. Because she is saying she never got any roles after she was asked to kind of step away from uh, Housewives. Because remember, she was doing the Ryan Murphy show. She had, a, she had a few acting gigs going on. Then Bethany said, so you really think that Bravo set out to ruin your acting career? And she's like, yes, I haven't gotten a role since. And I think Bethany said something like, are you sure it's that? Or is it just like uh-huh. bad yep. acting? She's like, I am a wonderful actress. I was actress before I was on the Housewives. Ask anybody, and I'm perfect on set. Here's my thing. Ryan Murphy works with the same people all the time. Any Ryan Murphy production, you will see the same people every mm-hmm. show, starting with Glee, moving over into, what's the American horror Horror Story. Yes. Works with all the same people all the time. Nini's never been back after she was on his sitcom. I will tell you a story that relates to that. I heard Andrew Rannells, I think, was on Bitch Sesh. And he did a show with her called The New Normal. And he told a story when they were doing the press tour for it. She played a character named Rocky, who I think was a supporting character. Mm -hmm. And 
he told a story that during the press tour, they were asked, like, kind of as a group, like, what's the show about? And she goes, well, The New Normal is a show about a woman named Rocky. And she centralized herself in the plot summary. And he basically implied that, like, like it kind of went downhill from there, I think. So it doesn't sound like she was a blast to work with. I just think... I don't know what Bravo has to gain doing that to her. And but listen, if she has like evidence to back it up, sure, I I it, anything's possible. But when you openly say like she doesn't realize how embarrassing it is to say like I wasn't getting any roles, therefore it must be, you know, it's like you're kind of That's throwing yourself saying. under the bus. Bethany kind of questioned her about it. It was a little bit embarrassing for her and you can hear the shift change in their conversation Damn after Bethany kind of asked that. A little okay, like I need to listen to this. Ooh, now. Oh, you tell me, yeah, you listen and tell me what you think. I, I mean, this was a week ago and I didn't take any notes on it. The other, um, not shocking news was that Mia and Gordy split from Real Housewives of Potomac. Are we shocked about this news at all? I'm more shocked that you just called him Gordy. I call him Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> Gordo, do you like Gordy. When he, do you like when he flicks his tongue? Do you remember Ew. when his first like, season? <laughs> that sound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we're not surprised. Remember in between seasons that her brother-in-law, that whole thing made no sense, by the way. I just feel like, yeah, of course this, I mean, I yeah, guess I'm nobody's surprised shocked. That, yeah, nobody's shocked, but it's always kind of shocking. Like when it happens, you're like, oh, the day is here because we're all waiting for it. But then when it happens, you're like, oh, it's go time. Oh, okay. That's right. So I saw a TikTok with Candace. I don't know if you heard this. And Candace said that Gordon called, I'm going to misremember this now, but everyone has to find it. She, uh, Gordon called her husband and someone else's husband on the cast and was, and told them like he was going to leave her and he had like questions or something like that. So I think basically Candace knew, she knew it was coming. So she wasn't necessarily surprised. I wonder how much of it's going to play out on this season because they just dropped the, the trailer, right? I, you know, I can't remember with Potomac where it's at. Like, yeah, I think they, they just filming. dropped the trailer. No, yeah, I, I think they wrapped a while ago, and I think it should be, I think it's coming soon, probably, because what's, because New York is going to wrap soon. So maybe it'll take, you know, New York's spot, because New York is Sunday, and Potomac is traditionally Sundays, I think. So anyway, yeah, I wonder if it's going to play out there, and if not there, maybe the reunion. Ooh, I hope it plays out on screen. I think we need a little something like that. I haven't heard. A peep about what is happening or going on on the Potomac franchise. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. We haven't heard any big news. Is there? I think there's one new cast member. Don't even but know there that. Were, there, there have been a lot of trailers recently. By the way, I don't know if you're caught up on is Beverly Hills. Then there was um, what was the other one? Uh, I, Miami. I think I saw Married to Medicine put out one too. Oh really? I don't mm-hmm. think I saw that one. I just saw it drop, but it had like a whole bunch of old scenes and then new scenes so it went back to the first seasons and then now i married to medicine do you watch that at all is this one of the best shows bravo shows these people are real fucking doctors they're real friends i fucking love married to medicine atlanta the one in LA la unfortunately did not work out i think married to medicine is an interesting like case study. I think it suffers because of its title and people don't give it a chance because the title is a little corny and it doesn't really tell you what the show is because it's like, 
I guess the implication is either they're married to their job, which is medicine, or they're married to someone who is in medicine. But that's a lot to extrapolate from a title. And I think people just don't know what that show is. And it's like, guys, if you like Housewives, just watch it. It's the yeah. same dynamic. Like, I think it's better it's, than Housewives. I agree. It's super authentic. You don't feel like everyone's been shoved together in front of a camera. Uh, if people out there don't watch it, you simply must. I That's one show that I would say even season one is like great. So and some Housewives good. you're like, oh, the first season's slow, not married to Med. And a lot has happened since the first season with these ladies. So it's really, really good. Deep friendships breaking up, a divorce that rippled through the whole cast. And by the end, a different couple was separating like Really good stuff. And even at one of the reunions, all of them banding together to try to get this one couple back together. And then they did. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. I I don't know how I felt about that whole thing, but that's for another day. (laughs) I know. I know. But it was good TV. Okay. One more thing that I don't know if it will ever air, Rit, because I just saw on the Instagram page, your moms are watching put up a story that talks about what really happened on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip with Brandy and Carolyn. Ooh, because remember, that was supposed to come out next, and they've delayed it, and I think they're playing the Ramona one first, or some, I can't even tell which ones are in the pipeline. I don't I know, know if we'll, pushed. I don't know if we'll ever see it, because, well, Carolyn is suing uh, Brandy, oh. Caroline, sorry, I keep saying Carolyn, that and, was my mom's name, Carolyn, Caroline. Oh, okay is um, suing Brandy. So Brandy, just this last week, posted that she was taken to the hospital due to stress, and I think it's because of this lawsuit. So what the inside scoop is, that Caroline arrived a day late to the girls' trip. All of the girls were getting along. They were wondering where she is. They were thinking, is she even going to fit in with us because we're having such a good time? Apparently, Caroline came in hot, complaining about Dina, her sister. Remember she wrote a letter in support of her brother-in-law who had attacked Dina and Dina's new husband. When she did that, her father does not speak to her since she's done that. So she came in all upset, all hot, calling Dina a whore, all this shit. So she was already kind of on a level 10. Brandy was the only one who would kind of fight back with her. Like, you shouldn't say that about your sister, your family, all this. They got in a big fight. Then they made up. Alcohol ensued. Um, There was a snake charmer, because they're in Morocco, that came to one of their dinners. The snake charmer was, you know, you know, kind of like sexy with the snake. They were acting all sexy with the snake. At one point, Brandy sits on Caroline's lap. They start making out. (gasps) Somebody asks Caroline, are you okay? And she does a thumbs up. So they didn't break it up or anything like that. Break happens. They all go to the bathroom. Nothing was happening in the bathroom, apparently. So Alex, they were, there was like three or four of them in the bathroom. And Alex was holding the door shut so the producers couldn't go in. They're like, let us in. And they're like, no, we're going to the bathroom. We're fine. That's when they heard Caroline say, stop it. And they said, let us in, let us in. So the next day, they think Caroline went, fuck. My kids, my husband are going to see me making out. I don't like that. Or maybe they were kissing in the bathroom. I don't know. But nobody saw anything. But she is claiming now that Brandy, you know, touched her inappropriately. She filed a lawsuit against Brandy. Brandy's like, none of this ever fucking happened. We did make out. It's on camera. You can see it. People are thinking this is the reason why Caroline, like, filed the lawsuit against Brandy. So none of this footage is ever shown. I don't know. Wow. I believe it. I am it. riveted. This is, I actually I believe, believe it too. that. Because the early 
the early rumors that I heard, I'm sure you heard this too, was that Brandy like grabbed Caroline in the you know her crotch or something like that. That's what I heard. But this makes so much more sense. And you know, in that Italian community, there's so much shame associated with. And I'm not saying she's gay or whatever, but even just that activity, like, and she's kind of old school. And Alex, you know, of course Alex got in there and messed things up. Like, first of all, remember Alex has history with Morocco because she went uh, season four. And that That's was right. the Yahabi B, Henry Munster shoes. <laughs> Is that a buffalo? That whole, you disrupted my henna tattoo. Amazing. <laughs> that season is so good. But it's like, of course, she had to hold the door closed, which you're not really supposed to do. And she messed it up. And now we may never know Alex McCord. Thanks a lot. Also, Alex is the only one on Caroline's side. Everybody else is backing Brandy. Oh, so Alex claims that whatever Caroline said happened. No, she said, I never saw it, but I support Caroline. Just supporting her. Okay, well, that's useless for Stupid. us. <laughs> wow, I know, well, but that isn't is so that wild? Yes. I know. I know. So, okay, well, let's move along to Love is Blind. The next three episodes dropped. What are your feelings now? I don't love these people. I love the drama, but I kind of don't give a shit about the couples. Well, none of them are particularly likable, and there's no one to really root for in terms of like, oh, I hope they get married. This one is more just about the train wreck aspect, I think, and the toxicity, which is fun in its own way, but it's not really about the experiment anymore, honestly. So only three couples ended up getting engaged and going on the honeymoon. Um, Your friend JP, the American flag dude, him and Taylor, I thought had the best chance going into the honeymoon, even though he was a little, even though he seemed a little shy. Oh, were we wrong? No, don't say we. Who's we? I did not have any faith in the two of them because he's a weirdo. What do you mean we? (laughs) Nice try. I was watching going, what is the matter with him? Why isn't he talking? Is it the cameras? What's so different than being in the pods? Well, I think I was getting serial killer vibes from him as well. I don't think that's why he wasn't talking, but I just wanted to put that out there. Well, ultimately, what was the issue? That she wore makeup? Is that why he stopped talking? Well, that was the he correlation was, he, he was, made? You know, she was trying to get it out of him. Let's discuss things. You're much different than in the pod. Why is it so difficult for you to have a conversation looking at me? And then finally, like night three, he said, well, when I saw you and you had all that makeup on, it really bothered me because you're so naturally pretty, but you don't need all that makeup. I'm even saying it nicer than the way he fucking said it. He said it yep. so rudely. I think it's so weird when guys say that. Like, we do, like your opinion is not wanted. Nobody cares. And it's, it's I don't know. I just think that's so gross. I actually thought it was interesting that she kept being like I cried I cried three times because I didn't think you liked me but now we're good right we're good like but at the same time I think his behavior kind of made her really question everything but the fact that the second he did the makeup thing she was done and I respected that so much that's because she was trying so hard to make it work and he was doing nothing nothing and I don't even think it was the way it was cut or edited I think he just gave nothing he didn't like her after he saw her with the makeup on. It's to him, the control mattered more than anything else. And once he lost that out of the gate, he was like, well, there's nothing for me here. So, yeah, yeah. I loved I loved that she was just like, you know what? I don't like that. I don't like the way I feel. You're a completely different person and I'm out. I was like, fuck, this is amazing. 
However, we only have a few couples to follow now. So that kind of shit. I bet you the, I bet you the producers were like, motherfucker, because oh, now like no they were already kidding. at a deficit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Because normally, normally they drop four episodes and then four more, right? But this time it was four and then three, I think. Or, it, was, no, I, it was definitely three in this batch. That I yeah, know. it was definitely three. I thought it was three and three, but maybe it was four and three. Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah. So then we had Lydia and Milton, and these two just do not seem like a match. I couldn't tell when they first saw each other if they even liked each other. They made out a lot. They stared at each other a lot. But I just think uh, there was no chemistry. There's no chemistry. I will tell you, though, who my secret favorite person was, was Milton's roommate. I loved him. Do you remember oh. when he walks in with the backpack? Yes. And he was, like, super nerdy, but he was, like, funny. I liked him. So I like, cute. I thought it yeah. was very much two nerds that live together. <laughs> yep. And he was like, Milton's ready now. He's ready now. Milton's not fucking ready. No, he's not. I also feel at some point, if he keeps picking at her, picking on her English, I'm, I wonder if she's going to eventually be like, can you not do that? Because what I like about her is like, they can kind of jab each other. She doesn't take it personally. Now, we'll fast forward in a minute to what we know about how she might be in relationships. Might be. We don't know for sure. But so far, she seems like she can take a joke and she can laugh at herself. So that's a great quality. But... You're right. I think they're worlds apart in terms of life experience. I think she's had some dark days, and I think he's just like earnest, nerdy dude who just wants his microscope. And he thinks she just wants her microscope, and she wants more. I, he's just too young. He's it's that he's just not mature enough yet. Yeah, is what no, it is. I agree. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Stacy and Izzy are another one. I know you don't like Izzy too much, do you? I didn't mind him before. Stacy was the one that I was bumping on before. And again, in this episode, their dynamic is interesting because her whole thing with money, that was such an odd discussion in the kitchen. And she was so aggressive about like, we need to go through everything, how much you make, your 401k. And if you, he was biting his lip, moving his tongue around, like all of those things that show that he was nervous as hell. And if you remember, what did uh, Johnny? Johnny yeah. What did she tell us? Yeah. She said he told her that his credit sucked. And so I think, and he was like, yeah, all this sounds great. Like he basically pretended to go along with it. Rest assured this will come back and bite him in the ass because he's not disclosing everything. Well, he disclosed his drawer, his prize drawer. <laughs> okay. What did you think of that? So let's say you're in that position, right? And as a woman, you're dating a guy and he still has a drawer of, as I'm saying it, I already know what you're going to say, but how would you feel if you were her in that position? A drawer of conquests? Yeah. I think I think the weird part was that he was there the night before and he didn't empty the drawer. But I heard him on Nick Vial's podcast and Nick asked him about it. Like, dude, what what was your thought process there? You were there the night before. You saw the drawer. You should have emptied it. And he said he didn't fucking think about it. But then when they were in the house and she was going through all the drawers, he was like, I better jump on this now and get ahead of it. And then he's like, well, why do you have the drawers? Is it like, you know, you're this, you just look like a fuck boy. And um, he's like, you know, I was single for a long period of time. There's some things in there that I thought maybe I'll see them again. Who knows? And they want their rings. I didn't think it was that bad. Like she went on so long about it. I think it's weird that he has it, but it's like, whatever. You didn't know you were going to come back with a fiance. That's true. I do think she took it a little too far. And I think she might have a bit of a control thing. I'm not saying like she's a control freak, but just the general theme of control 
seems to be there with her. I will say the fact that he told Nick that he just forgot. And what did he tell her? I didn't. I don't think I should hide things from you. And it's like, dude, that's not the right. You should have well, no, just it was, owned up it to it. It was the same. It was more like, whatever. It's not going to be that big of a deal. But then he, when he got there, he definitely forgot about it until she was looking through the drawers. Because he's like, I should have dumped it, obviously, because the yeah. reaction. But he's like, I'm not hiding anything. I'm just going to be myself. But it was just rude. It's like she said. She took down pictures of you know, old boyfriends and stuff. It's like, you just, you just be considerate of the other person. Yeah. There's just something about, about Stacy. I find, I'm not sure she's kind of been rubbing me the wrong way, but then Izzy on the flip side, I thought was so gross when he went in on Johnny, when they all got together and he went up to Stacy and the way he was like, yeah, I just like railed her. I just like, he was like foaming at the mouth from how excited he was about really like berating her, you know? And, and then Stacy was like, and then he's like, I love you so much, especially after that conversation. And she's like, well, don't tell me you love me as compared to the person who's like off her rocker, which I was like, that's kind of fair because yeah, it did no, seem I like liked he was, her response. I think Stacy is yeah. very smart, yeah, but she is. she is guarded. She is controlled. On Nick Vial, Izzy said when he watched it, he felt gross and disgusting by the way he spoke to Johnny. He apologized to her. Oh. I mean, like he comes off very likable but he said I was in the moment he also said that none of the guys spoke about who they were talking to you know they didn't want to know who else was going after who so he knew that Chris was going to see Johnny when you know he knew Chris had been broken up with and then he was asked back in it was like oh it's Chris who she fucking broke up with so it was kind of like that's why they had that conversation and he said him and Chris were like friends okay seemed a little more you know like oh okay so you were looking at because when you're watching it you're like why would you say that to Chris well you were friends you realize what's happening you met with Johnny Johnny says she just broke up with the guy Chris comes in says I was just broken up with Izzy goes in with Johnny she says I just broke up with the guy and he's like fuck it's Chris (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then he breaks up with Johnny he goes back in and then it's like Chris you're wanted back in the room with Johnny so it was like what the fuck? I need to tell him what has just happened. There no, seems but I think- to be lots of parts that we're not, we're obviously we're not seeing absolutely everything that happens in the pods and everything. But Izzy did come off a little more like, I don't, I don't find him unlikable. I did not like the way he treated Johnny in that moment. Johnny was wrong though. Johnny did play both, both parts. Yep. Did you, um, were you surprised that Johnny and Chris found each other in the airport and kind of, have been together ever since um no I guess not I think I mean the fact that they were both at the airport doesn't surprise me and I don't know I think she probably I think a lot of these people shoot themselves in the foot with like when they're on camera and when they're in that setting which is so not natural I think that it's plausible that out in the regular world they actually you know, would stand a chance because they're not, because now the pressure's off, right? They're off the show. Yeah. So they're, they don't have to play any games anymore. So I, he seems like a really great guy. I mean, mm-hmm. it would have been nice if he could have stayed on because we would have some, like, someone grounded in reality. Well, sometimes they let them come back on together, but I don't know. We don't know yet. Yeah. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll be the third couple. That would be interesting. I, I think I think what we're seeing is this show has been around enough now that people are starting to come in knowing how it 
how it goes. And there, it's when people become too aware of the format on the show, it stops being fun, right? Because now it's like they're strategizing and, oh, then he must have talked to her. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just, yeah. It's I, I worry that like with Housewives, when a new housewife comes on, she's always like doing a thing because she knows that she has to make an impression. I worry that that's going to start happening with this show too. Yeah, I hope not. I also don't know how long ago this one was filmed. Are we looking at a year? Has it been six months? Like how long ago? No, because she said, um, I think based on Lydia's <laughs> sordid tale with Uche, I feel like she said she gave like years. And I think I think it was, I swear it was like this January that was when she was hooking up with him. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that long ago. So let's talk no. about Uche and Lydia. How do you feel their conversation went Uche found out a few things. Well, we didn't talk about Uche and Aaliyah met up Mm -hmm. outside. They Mm -hmm. chatted it out. Now, Uche came forward and said on his little stories that as we're watching it, they broke up and they left separated. In real life, they left there saying, why don't we try to date? Now, I don't think anything came of that, but Uche does not go to the reunion. What? Well, I guess that kind of tracks because he's not really... He's neither here nor there, right? Like, he's not main cast anymore. Uh, He just happened to have a really crazy story that intertwined with other people. But I'm sure they asked him if he would, like, pop on as, like, a friend of, so to speak, in Housewives terms. But I have to say, like, after seeing the two of them, Lydia and him, I was like, oh, this is one of those situations where two things can be true. He can be a horrible gaslighting narcissist, but she can also be a little, you know, maybe have some... A little cray-cray. Cuckoo. Because when he called her out on stuff, her denial to me was not passionate enough. <laughs> well, there's two things. Like, You're you crazy. can't deny what he said because there's proof of it. His friend said, who is this girl? She's watching my stories. You can see who watches your stories. Also, who watches who's watching their stories? I think that's weird to me, especially yeah, if you have a lot too. of followers. We have so many followers. I don't know who watches our stories. Yeah, it's just too overwhelming. <laughs> So that was weird. It's like, yeah, I stalked you a little bit. So what? I wanted to see who you were friends with. I looked at their stories. Who the fuck cares? It's not like she reached out to them. It's not like she reached out to them and said, hey, where is he right now? Right. Or commented or DM'd them. And then the other thing that she drove by the house, took a picture, said, I can see you now, whatever. I think that is a little creepy, but... I feel like from her side, she was like being playful, maybe like, I see you. I'm just driving by. I just see you. I don't know. And what was the thing? Didn't um, remind me, did he like cheated on her or something or she caught him in a lie? She said apparently he, he was saying that they weren't official, like inclu- uh, exclusive. So he did like sleep with somebody else while they were still seeing each other, but they weren't exclusive. So for him to go at Aaliyah so hard about cheating, that's mm-hmm. what she was saying. Like, seriously, you cheated on me. And he's like, I didn't cheat on you. We were not exclusive. Mm. I think when, you know, so so he shows up at that gathering. He pulls her to the side and they have this like, she storms out, comes back, storms out again. Uh, Milton kind of comes and he's like, Milton, can we have a moment? Milton leaves. And then he grabs Milton. Once he grabbed Milton, I was like, okay, you need to leave enough like, stop what? trying to get and your, what's like... what's the purpose of showing up and confronting Lydia? You're not together anymore. Who cares if this happened? Like, if he was blaming Lydia for the breakup of Aaliyah and what happened there, he didn't want to be together with Aaliyah anymore. So what's the big deal? I don't understand so, the co- confrontation to Lydia. 
from my uh, experience on documentaries that I've worked on about like narcissistic men and control and all that, to me, him coming back was to make sure that his narrative was there and that whatever shit she had said about him when he wasn't around, he can come on and correct by embarrassing her. Ooh, because makes sense. now he's thrown her under the bus. She's a stalker. She was going after his friends. And I think he was like, I will get the last word on this. So no one can say anything about me now because look, she's a crazy stalker. So he wanted to characterize her that way to save himself. I think it's a control thing. Ooh, that's some good knowledge there, Rit. Um, that's right, you know. Should we move to Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Yes, yes, we should. <laughs> I, I just got to go to the party at the end, the Vita Tequila party, because... All of the other stuff is filler shit. Um, I wrote down a quote from yes. Lisa Barlow when they're standing at a machine and the guy's pouring the margarita through it. She goes, it looks so beautiful. What's in this one? Is it hibiscus? It's like hibiscus. She, if you just were like an alien who dropped on this earth and you listened to her voice, it, she's so odd like I don't know what that accent is or what that's about she's also it. from like New York so it really is a fucked up accent it doesn't yeah. it doesn't fit anywhere yeah um this gathering okay let's talk about Angie K what the fuck's mm-hmm. going on with Angie K the news the um revelation that her husband may be gay and have gay relationships is are any of us <laughs> shocked about this I mean, so I had a feeling in, in, in the preview when they kept showing that she says to her, like, I have to tell you what the secret is. And she's sitting with Whitney. And, you know, they, in in the preview, they don't show what the secret is, but they show Angie looking shocked and they show Whitney just glancing over at Angie and Whitney did not look shocked. So I was like, OK, whatever this is, is actually not a big deal because Angie K just has that reaction to everything. She's melodramatic. But right. the fact that Whitney was just like, what do you think? The way she looked at her, I was like, okay, whatever this is, is nothing. And yeah. it was nothing. And Monica's saying, you know, everybody's talked about it. Well, first of all, he's a hairdresser. There's already something there. They do have a very chummy relationship. Did you see the picture of them from way back when? He had a hat on and this long hair. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I I think I like him more than her at this point. I like her husband more. Yeah, but he goes to bed and he will not. He doesn't want to take off that fucking hat. He wears a hat mm-hmm. everywhere, and you can tell he took it off finally because he's like, I'm in fucking bed and I have a hat on that looks so stupid. He takes it off. Yeah. He's obviously bald, but it's like, who cares? Why is he covering it so much? It's really white too, so it never sees the light of day. I will say that he gave a really. The Watch What Happens Live, did you watch afterwards? I did. I really I really liked how he answered what Andy asked. And Andy was like, you know, this is such a ridiculous trope on Housewives where it's an insult to insinuate that someone's gay. And he answered very nicely. He's like, my issue has nothing to do with, like, the fact that I could be called gay. It's just the implication that I was unfaithful. And, you know, we have – we're, like, very embedded in the LGBTQ community. And, you know, whether or not that was true, I don't know. But I – think he handled it with a lot of class yeah and just I do kind too. of was like yeah he was like just don't call me a cheater that's all I care about so well and I just I think Angie K is so thirsty I don't know when yep. she was getting into Lisa and Monica's fight and shoving a something in Monica's face like shut up Monica listen Monica is messy but I kind of like Monica I do too I I do wonder if this is going to last for her, though, because she came she started out really strong 
And I wonder if she's like burning on all cylinders too too fast too soon. And if she kind of keeps doing the I know something bit, that could get really old because Meredith does that too, right? That's Meredith's MO. Yeah. And so I just wonder, it's like she came out so likable. Like if you look at, we'll talk about New York obviously, but if you look at Jessel, she was not popular in the beginning and now she is emerging I think as like the breakout star of that show so you gotta like ease into it and she came out uh Monica came out swinging I feel yeah I think she can get it back I think Monica is not afraid to keep going what Meredith does is drops little hints here and there like I'm not gonna say anything word on the street this is what I heard Mm -hmm. and then she drops it at just the right time but she doesn't give us anything else she's very boring other than that But Monica has a lot of shit going on. At least Monica is exciting. Does she have the money the others have? No. I mean, she admits that. She's wearing Zara's. They're wearing who knows what. Who the fuck knows what Mary was wearing? Mary showing up to a party is the most awkward situation. She does not know how to speak to people. Who goes to a party and just stands there and is like, "Um, where am I supposed to go? Is somebody going to greet me? Walk into the party, bitch. Speak to people. You were a preacher. How can you not speak to people? Well, she's not. I mean, that's that's exactly it. I think you nailed it on the head. She's not speaking to people personally. When she's a preacher, she's just she doesn't care who's listening. It's all about her being in the spotlight and everyone is listening to her. But she's not really engaged with any of those people, I feel. I, I, I do enjoy that Monica was like, I want to make Mary my best friend. And she's <laughs> like know. desperately trying to win her over. But also for Mary to be like, all you do is eat. Every time I see you, you're eating. Do you ever eat a vegetable? It's like, weren't you the one who just went to McDonald's? Like, I don't want to hear it, please. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, she's just rude. Yeah. And when she asked Heather, like, Heather, what's that necklace <laughs> you're wearing? Yeah. And then Heather was like, yeah, I kind of like it. It matches this, that, and the other. And and Mary's like, yeah, you missed the, you missed that one. No, you no. You missed it, yeah. I mean, why is Mary the authority on all this? She like, suck. Mary sucks. She's horrible. She's- Nobody's sitting with Mary. Mary's on that couch by herself. Yeah, because you have to be in the mood to be like, okay, this could be fun. Let me jab at Mary and have her like rip on me, you know? But you have to be in the mood for that. She's not an energy that you willingly want to be around. She sucks the energy out of the room. But- uh, I don't know. It's like she shows up and she roasts them and then she's out. It's like her new M.O. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am enjoying this season. I think there's a lot there. What did you make of the Whitney Monica conversation where Whitney was like, I just feel like I can't trust you if that's how you are to your friends. I didn't. I was team Monica on that one. I also love how Monica was like, what are you talking about? Like, I talk to my friends honestly, like you're talking to me honestly. Yes. I thought it was a great, a great response. Like, Whitney, I'm doing the exact same thing you're doing. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Monica. Okay. I take back what I said before. Monica's great. And I think what I, what it's, (laughs) she's so, no one on that show is realistic about who they they have no self-awareness. Like, I love that this is the first time someone is telling Lisa Barlow, you're spoiled and materialistic. We've never heard that before. And it's so true. And Lisa is like, it's so, and what did she say? She's like, we have different interests. I'm interested in expensive things. That was kind of awesome. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I mean, obviously we watch the housewives to see the opulence. I don't know how much yes. opulence they all have. Like freaking Lisa Barlow still going yeah. to 7-Eleven and getting her, you know, big gulps, whatever she's doing. Wait, I have one right. more thing. Whitney's mm. husband, Justin, going back yes. to work after a year because he signed a do not compete clause. So mm-hmm. that just means you cannot go to another company that's doing the exact same thing. So he was in an MLM. Oh. So now 
He can't do anything because he doesn't know how to do anything else. He's going back into another company that's an MLM. Oh, Justin. Oh, I didn't know he... What kind of MLM is this? Mm, I don't know, but something. Oh, gosh. Things are so off in that little town. It I just is. think... Yeah, it's just a very strange little community. And I think it's like the lack of... What is it? The air is thinner or something. It's like <laughs> everyone is just a little bit off. And that's why Monica, who might as well be on Jersey... She's got Jersey energy. Yes, she does. That's why she's such a funny like slap of reality to these women. Yeah, I th- I, she's just a nice surprise. I mean, is she the most loyal? I don't know. We don't know her. I mean, she cheated on her husband with her brother-in-law. I mean, yeah, I don't know her, but she's entertaining. That's for sure. That's all we want. I don't all care right, about let's loyalty. Go to, let's go to New York. And, yes. you know, you were talking about that, the size. So did you hear the new size stuff that came out? She actually was working for her husband at his bar. So he owned a bar, I guess, and he sold it. But when he was working there, he was married she got pregnant they had an affair she got pregnant and he left his wife yeah i did hear about that Anne, because i sent it to you <laughs> that came um, from me but did you I'm hear did you hear it did you hear it <laughs> <laughs> honestly like it took me a minute to remember that i had sent it to you so there could have been a world where That's i was hilarious. like no way <laughs> yeah no um i listen i just think sai is she's wound up so tight there's no room for levity, even when she was sitting with Jessel and Jessel talked about her uncle, in scene she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, okay. And then cut to bite. She's like, bitch, I don't care. Why? That's not the same. I was like, oh, God, like you were so close to exhibiting human emotions. But yeah, Sai really shot herself in the foot with that episode. People are turning on her. It's really too bad because I thought the same thing. Their conversation was okay. Like she was listening to Jessel and she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't yep. know that you experienced something like I experienced. But fucking, why can't people text when they're going to be late? Mm-hmm. That's all it would have taken. It's true. However, we should also note that she was, Sai was 20 minutes late. And then Jessel, she came in 20 minutes after Sai. So she was 40 minutes late as per the time they were supposed to meet. But technically, Sai had only been sitting there for 20 minutes. She's like, I've been sitting here. And I wonder, because Jessel knew, I guess maybe Jessel knew from watching the episode back, but I wonder if maybe maybe she did text and they just didn't show it. I'm just, listen, I am very biased towards Jessel, so I will fabricate any <laughs> any reality to make her the, the winner here. I also here. don't like the implication that her husband is shady because he's flying you know, to Vietnam to get a banh mi sandwich. I think he was being silly. I don't think he's really going for just like flying there, flying back to get the mile. Like for her to say he's getting miles and shit, maybe he just wants no, to go away. As an Indian, I will tell you that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Indians love mileage. We love all that stuff. He's 100% going for the miles. And that's fine, too. I don't think he's going to bang some lady. No, no. Yeah. I actually really like him. He's a little bit... Same. nerdy i love the fact that he was gonna go for like a weekend to vietnam I'm like fuck go dude if you can get there flying first class that's like it's a release it's a break you've probably been working hard go who cares i agree and i think it's like it's it's tough because they are so that group is so forceful about what is normal and what should be you should be having sex these many times, this many times a week, despite the fact that she had twins, which is a lot. And, you know, you don't know. Like, I just think it's so, I don't know, when the way Aaron at that dinner was like, what would you do if your wife, it's like, Aaron, this was a hundred years ago. Stop talking about it. Like, 
it's just she she can only talk about other people's shit because she's so boring. And what was so interesting, and someone pointed this out on TikTok, the fact that her husband was like, he was like, I would sleep with someone else. And she was like, well, what if like I was having some kind of issues or whatever? And it's like, you mean like Jessel who just had twins? Right. Like, where is your grace for her with that? So I just, that Aaron Sai, that dinner, I was like, none of you are likable. This was no, not the that was just a bad with. look on both of them. And yeah. for Aaron's husband, Abe, to be like, yeah, I'd cheat on you. I mean, it would be funny. But then they kept going on with it. Well, then I can have a threesome, but it would have to be a guy who's gay. And so it wouldn't be okay. Like, But if but if Bryn ugh. says, if Bryn jokes about hooking up with him or whatever, she's she's clutching yes. her pearls. Your own husband is talking about cheating That's on right. you. And you're like, so, ah, oh. so the the how did you feel about Bryn going to the gay bar with Jenna and trying to get her out of her shell. I think she's I think she's too thirsty. I think she's trying too hard. Ever since and I said this last week, ever since I saw her on Watch What Happens Live and how much she idolizes Sonia Morgan, I think she's frankly, what is the word, like playing to I think the gay audience, like she's it just feels really put on. Yeah. Um so I think it's annoying. I'm I'm finding her to be like really really performing i don't i'm not having as much fun with her as i was in the and beginning. it's too bad because if she wasn't doing all that like her going to that bookstore i like love that kind of shit i'd be like oh my god what sure. is she interested in if it was jenna doing that i'd be more interested but because it's bryn i feel like it's fake like nobody's gonna believe that she's getting into rare books that we're just not i know and and by the way even if it's true she doesn't she pretends i don't know she i think she plays down how smart she is and it's not cute and it's no. see-through and not believable. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's like, I totally smart, agree. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. So there, what? There's one more episode and then that's it or a few and more? Then, oh, that's a good question. Um, I actually don't know. I think we're like very close to the end. But I will say like just based on this last episode, sure, plot wise, we didn't have a ton. But just the way the dynamics shifted over who is popular and liked by the audience completely flipped. And that to me is very interesting. And I think we will have a really good second season. I think they just had to get their bearings. Yeah. I hope they do still have a second season. I hope it's still. Oh, they will for sure. I think Bravo's really happy with it. You can tell Andy loves a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, they were so proud of how well it was doing. It kind of, it kind of tapered a bit, but yeah, I think they're, I think without a doubt, they'll get a second season. I hope so. I really enjoy it. I enjoy it. I just think, like you said, they need to get their footing. First season's yeah, always hard. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, Rit, for joining me again. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. I'm going to miss you. It's been a fun two episodes. <laughs> and your duty is over. You don't have to watch any of the shit shows <sighs> anymore. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, I'm relieved because I hate watching reality TV. This is such torture for me. <laughs> There is nothing like a dame, nothing in the world. There is nothing you can name that is anything like a dame.